Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. There is some research around that suggests that every day we make thousands of choices from basic ones like what we're going to wear and uh, what we're going to eat to more significant choices like what we're going to study at university, what vocation, what work to pursue in life, uh, who is the right one to settle down with for the rest of our lives and Most of these choices, whether they're big or small, they really matter. Because what we choose each and every day is ultimately what will shape our future lives. This raises the question, how do you know what choices are best for you? How do you know what will enable you to flourish most fully in life? From a Christian perspective, a very simplistic answer to this all-important question is that God will show you. God will show you what is best. Today we pick up the story of the great Abraham, our father in the faith. And, And the reason we look to Abraham as one of the great models of faith is because he followed where God was leading him. And, and because he followed that path, Because he chose God's path, he not only flourished, but all those around him, all those that God called into his family, also flourished. That's the first lesson that we learn from the life of Abraham. That our choices, whether they're good or bad, they not only affect us, but they also impact the lives of those around us. Now, how did Abraham know What was the right path to choose? God told him. (laughs) Simple as that, God told him. And we pick up something of that conversation today in our first reading. The Lord said to Abram, uh, look up to heaven and count the stars if you can. Such will be your descendants, he told him. God told him what the right path to choose was. And uh, where he needed to go if he, need, if he was going to inherit the great promise, the great blessing of God in his life. And importantly, Abraham was open. Abraham was tuned in to what God was revealing to him. You know, when I look back at my life now, I can see so many little signs throughout my younger years that were pointing me to uh, this vocation as a priest. Right? Now, looking back, I see them. But at the time, I wasn't so conscious, right? I may have sort of been aware of the signs or or, or experienced the signs, but not. I wasn't able to interpret them. I didn't have the spiritual maturity, right? I didn't have that that connection, that openness to God. I, I wonder, I wonder how often... In our daily lives, God is giving us signs. He's showing us the path that will bring the fullest flourishing to our lives. But we miss the signs. We we just don't pick them up. We're not tuned in. I wonder. 
Last week, we began a new series, which we are calling Flourish. If you remember back a few weeks ago, I uh, I was reflecting on how that's God's great desire for us, uh, to come fully alive in him, to flourish. And I spoke a little bit about what that looks like. So over these weeks, we're going to be unpacking the three pillars of our spirituality as Christians that we turn to every Lent. I'm sure you know them by now, right? Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We're going to look at each one of these and, and, and just explore a little bit about how they bring about flourishing in our lives. We're going to start today with the pillar, which is really the cornerstone of the Christian life, and that is prayer. My simple hope today is that you will leave with a, a renewed appreciation of the significance and the beauty and the power of prayer for your life. Let's uh, return to Abraham for, for a moment. Another big lesson we learn through his life is that our best decisions, our wisest choices, always flow out of our relationship with God. The closer the relationship, the the more capacity we have to make wise, good choices. Abraham and and all the saints, for that matter, they help us to realise that God works in our life from the inside out, not from the outside in, which is probably how we sort of conceptualise God working. We think, oh, God, can you help me with this? So we think, oh, God will send magically something from the heavens or something. (laughs) Can you relate? The saints help us to realise that no, that's not how God works. And this is why many of the religious leaders were upset with Jesus because their spirituality, their focus was on the external stuff like knowing the doctrine, following all the right rules. And then Jesus comes along and says, no, no. Following God begins in the heart. True religion is not outside in. It's, it's inside out. The only way that God can be God for us, the only way that God can love us and forgive us and heal us and transform us and lead us through life is through our relationship with him, through our, our heart connection. Everything we do in the Christian life is about deepening that connection with God. And, and that's the prayer of the psalmist today. He's, he's praying to God. He's crying out to God. He says, Lord, it is your face that I seek. It is, it is uh, relationship. It is connection with you that I seek. Hide not your face, he says to God. Hide not your face. See, he knew that everything he needed to flourish in life is found in the face of God, in that connection, in the relationship. So he's like, don't hide your face from me. It's your, it's your face, it's that connection with you that I need and that I seek. This, this brings us really to the fundamental purpose of prayer. You see, there are various reasons why we pray. But the most basic reason is that prayer builds our connection. It builds our relationship with God. It puts us in touch with the one who enables us to fully flourish, to fully come alive. Prayer is is kind of like listening to the radio, right? 
It, it tunes us in to God's frequency. It makes us conscious of the one who is constantly loving us and, and leading us and giving us what we need to live our best lives. This is why Jesus prayed. Did you know Jesus prayed often, regularly? He prayed because he knew that if he was to fulfill his mission, he needed to deepen that relationship with the Father, which was the source of his life. He kept coming back to that relationship, to that connection. He kept building it. The other image that comes to mind when I think about prayer uh, comes from my surfing days many years ago. You know, uh, for those surfers among us, I'm sure you can, uh, you can relate to what I'm about to say, but uh, when the surf was big, I used to find it quite difficult to get out the back, right, where the big waves were, because you've got to navigate all those crashing waves, right, and, and you'd, you know, you'd sort of go forward 10 metres and then get hit by the waves and go back 10 metres, and sometimes it would take me half an hour just to get out the back, right, where the waves are, <laughs> and by the time I got out, I was exhausted. Thankfully, I had some friends who were uh, better surfers than me, and uh, one of them taught me a trick. They showed me how to find where the rip or, or the current was. And the idea is that when you get into the rip, when you get into the current, it'll drag you out the back. Children, this is not uh, good advice for you when you go to the beach, <laughs> but when you've got a surfboard and you've got a wetsuit, you know, you can get in the current, right? And it'll take you out the back and you get out there so much easier. Now, isn't life sometimes a little bit like uh, that experience of my surfing, you know? Uh, we, we, we know where we want to go. We know who we want to become. We, 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 we really do want to do the right thing in life. We're, we're trying so hard, but we just sort of keep coming up against these waves. We keep fighting against the waves of life and all the challenges that we come up against. And it can be exhausting. It can feel like we're getting nowhere. The only way that we can become the people that we really desire to be, the only way that we can get to where we, we know deep down we need to go is by getting in that current and staying in it. Jesus put it like this, I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you abide in me and I abide in you, you can do nothing. Unless you're connected to the flow of the vine then you can't really do anything because you're on your own. You're missing all these uh, benefits, all these ways, all these graces that I want to give you. This is what prayer is about. Prayer is about getting into God's flow, getting into the flow of God's spirit. I was reading recently a a little story uh, an archbishop was sharing about his first experience of, of meeting Mother Teresa. And uh, he said uh, the first thing that she asked him was, how many hours do you pray every day? <laughs> and he, was, he says, oh, I was a bit taken aback by that, you know. And then he responded and he said, Mother, I thought you would ask me how much charity I do, you know, how, how much I help the poor. And then she said, uh, he said that um, she, she took his hands in her hands 
and she, you know, she grabbed them and she looked lovingly in his eyes and she said, my child, without God, we are too poor to be able to help the poor. She said, I'm just a poor woman who prays, but when I pray, God puts his love into my heart so that I can go and love the poor by praying. See, what Mother Teresa is saying is that prayer puts us into God's current and there we find everything we need to live our best lives. It's in the current that we see the face of God. Now, this doesn't mean that we will always make right choices, right? It doesn't mean that life will always go smoothly. But in the current, we will always find what we need to remain hopeful, to keep striving to live our very best lives. Here's another helpful point about prayer. Sometimes when we're praying... It can be very eventful, can't it? Just like the experience of Jesus in the gospel today. Jesus is praying. He's on the mountain with a few of his disciples. And suddenly in his prayer, his face changes. His clothes become all bright white. He hears the voice of the Father uh, reminding him who he really is. He has this beautiful moment where God reveals his deepest identity. And that benefits Jesus and it benefits those around him, right? Sometimes our prayer can be a bit like that. God just breaks through. He gives us this beautiful insight. We leave encouraged and full of love. And uh, it's a great feeling sometimes, prayer. But then other times, prayer can be much more dull and difficult. It might seem like we're not in the current at all. It might feel like God has abandoned us. Sometimes our prayer can be more like the prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Hard, difficult, dry. But here's the thing. The saints assure us that the measure of good prayer, the measure of effective prayer is not how it feels, but it's whether we were faithful and whether we were generous in our prayer. Faithful, we're regular, we're consistent, we keep showing up and we're generous that when we come to prayer, we really give God our whole heart. We really um, hand ourselves over. We, we, we try our best to, to, uh, to build that connection, to, to open our hearts to God. The saints assure us that when we pray faithfully and generously, that our prayer is always effective regardless of how it feels. And it will always lead to flourishing in our lives. There's so much more we could say about prayer, how to pray, different styles of prayer. But I want to finish by just touching on the essential ingredient to bring to any prayer. This is really the the attitude that uh, is at the heart of prayer. Remember the disciples asked Jesus how to pray? And the first thing he says is don't babble. (laughs) don't babble when you pray. It's the first thing he says, right? But then he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. See, the essence of prayer is about giving ourselves to God with a heart of surrender. However you do that, 
however you feel led to do that. Coming to God and just giving ourselves over as best we can. Jesus goes on, he says, um, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Prayer is also about acknowledging our deep need for God and, and looking to God constantly, which we can do at any time of the day, just turning our hearts to God, recognising our need for God, looking to God for help, for provision, for guidance. This is really the, the, the essence of prayer. I was reminded of a, a story of the, the young novice. He wanted to learn how to pray, so he goes to the wise hermit who lives in the forest and uh, he says, can you teach me how to pray? And so the, the hermit takes him down to the river and he grabs him by, by the hair and he, and he holds his, hair under, his head under the water, right? And um, the poor old novice, he starts sort of thrashing about and struggling and, and eventually the, uh, the hermit pulls him up and, and he's gasping for air, right? And, uh, and then the hermit says to the novice, when you want God as much as you, you, you wanted air in that moment, when you're that desperate for God, that's when you know you're praying. So the, the essence of prayer is really about getting in touch with our, our desperate need for God. You only need a minute, right? You don't need to babble. You only need a minute more than a minute is great, much better. But, but even a minute of recognising our profound need for God, even one minute of, of a true heartfelt surrender is more valuable, is more life-changing than hours of praying from a heart that is not really given to God. Hours of babbling, right? If we really believe that prayer puts us into God's current, then what could possibly be more important for our lives than prioritising time for this heartfelt prayer? Not, not just during Lent, but each and every day of our lives. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.